AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 30, I think it's 34, the, I should write a running order, shouldn't I, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 34. I think it's 34. Uh, we've also got Spooky on the line right. as well. Yeah. Hello. Are you good? Are you good? Everyone good? Yeah. Lovely. Can I, just, can I just sing you a song? Go on then, mate. It goes like this. It goes like this. He grows potatoes. He grows tomatoes. His head's fucking massive. Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. Come on, boys. I know we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, Spurs are on, um, you know, we're becoming probably decent. what it, not just decent. Something is happening at Tottenham. Something is happening. I mean, like, I, I put a tweet out on the extra, um, the extra inch. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Uh, put a tweet on, on Love the Shirts Twitter account saying, it feels like something's happening and it could go tits up. But this is what being Tottenham's all about. And right now, we should be happy. Not least because we every Spurs fan watched that game and walked away disappointed. Every single one of us. We could have we could have absolutely smashed them to bits. And we're gonna talk about it, but we could have absolutely dealt we could have put our Tottenham sausage right up the Liverpool arse. We could have done. We should have done. But what actually happened is it sort of was a semi and it bounced around the arse. And sort of, and then everyone got sort of bored and realised it weren't going to happen, and then she went on with your life. But you know, fundamentally, we 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 um we dished them up a wallop without winning. It was a really satisfying performance and extremely frustrating, which is where we want to be. But there is one player's performance that personified what the the intangibles that Conte has delivered in his short tenureship of Tottenham Hotspur. And that is the performance of Eric Dyer. We've got loads to talk about. And I think for the most most part, Eric Dyer's conversation hasn't been talked about. Uh, Eric Dyer's performance hasn't been talked about. But we find ourselves with a centre-back who played against a front line of Mane, Salah and... Who else played up top? And Jota. This, that isn't, that's not a nonsense forward line. That's one of the best forward lines in the Premier League. They have caused kittens for every single team they've played in and Europe people, actually probably uh, and in Europe yeah and people will go yeah. oh, Liverpool's midfield it was very very oh, Covid got Liverpool's midfield Covid got everybody right yeah, everyone had to just deal with it but their front line was top draw Firmino came on as well and Eric Dyer was an absolute monolith I thought he played fantastically Ricky what's your opinion of Eric Dyer right now well, it's um, it's changed, isn't it? I think uh, <laughs> I've been on it. I've been on it loads of times, slating him. I've been on it loads of times where I'm like, there is something there with him. I feel like he's a leader. He's level-headed. He kind of I like the way that he that he thinks that outside of football. And there are parts where I'm like, okay, you know what? Defenders make mistakes at times. 
And I, for his performance that he's been putting in, I can deal with a few of those. Sometimes there is a couple of head losses where he'll bring someone down or he'll handball it. It will make a rash decision. Sometimes I wasn't all right with that. Sometimes I was all right with that. And with the performances that are coming in at the moment, I just think maybe he just needed to play in a back three. Maybe he just needed a good manager to, to coach defensively. How how he wants us to play and how they should be supporting each other and not putting each other in in difficult positions because Dyer is really, he's just really coming to his own, man. Exactly what you were saying. He is one of the first players that are looking the team sheet now. It's not, and, it's not um, just, Rick, it's not, it's not just, um, it isn't just about him playing well for a new manager. Because we had the same thing under Jose Mourinho when we are saying, hey, Eric Dyer's he's back, the kind of thing. Under Nuno, he do you remember when he got injured against Palace and we thought that's bad, that's really bad. He got injured. There was a a poor oh, yeah, ball from yeah, Norris yeah. and he'd done his calf injury and we thought he was going to be out for a lot longer and he was out for a few games. But we were regretful of the fact that he wasn't going to be available for us. And then, you know, when uh, when when, when Nuno's uh, sorry when um, Conte's come in, we've lost Romero and he's just he's he's grabbed the ball by the horns, hasn't he? He's just he looks. Like, it looks like uh, is undroppable too much to 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 say. Yeah, not at the moment. No, I mean, like, he, like you, he, like we've we've not got Romero there. I mean, like, it's hard to say undroppable because th- there isn't really anyone that could come in and take his place. To be fair, <laughs> he could have one leg. But yeah, he's one of those players that. Um, if we've got a, you know, a, a highly pressurised match like against West Ham um, during the week, like if Dyer's name isn't there and he's rested because of rotation or whatever, um, I will be like, "Fuck, that's that ain't good." Yeah. So uh, yeah, he is. He is like to to answer the question. Yeah, he is undroppable as as in if we if we did have someone there. As it stands, as it stands, um, Spook. Yes, was, was this uh, was this a great Tottenham performance, or was it down to Liverpool being, you know, riddled with COVID? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and even debate that. I've seen people moan about um, let's calm down. All these like big performances from from average mediocre players that have really struggled, uh, not just this season for for the past few seasons. Play play well against Liverpool, but it's let's downplay it because Liverpool have got no midfield. I don't buy into that. For me, it felt like the most organic, instinctive Tottenham performance of that we've seen for a while. You know, the 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 the, the opening goal from from Kane, it just came from football. You know, from winning the ball back. You know, decisive passing, uh, that that assist from Endombele. And it was just like you, you, you. I don't think I've celebrated as much as I have any game this season, any go this season in that yeah. game. But it just felt like Tottenham woke up, and it's taken like a a, 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 a COVID outbreak, <laughs> no training, Hotspur way shut shut down for the team to 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 pull it together. Because is... I didn't. I went into that game. I went into that game thinking, you know what? It's it's a it's a free hit. Whatever happens, happens. Don't expect us to win. Liverpool are going to have more than enough, regardless of their midfield. Um, and Liverpool looked good. They they looked in possession. They they were dangerous. But Spurs were the ones creating sitters. 
We've gone I from don't... a team that can't hit the target to fucking missing opportunities that should be finding the, the back of the net. It's It, it you, just felt you, good, man, from top to you, bottom. Do you remember the conversation we, when, when uh, Liverpool played their kids in the League Cup and everyone was like like banging on about how good they are, like for, systematically from their first team to, to their development squad, that they're, they're, yeah. they're superb. And because Spurs absolutely tore them apart over and over again, like I said at the top, it, we could have, we could have scored five or six in that game. There, there, there were so many guilt-edged chances that we could have scored. And it just made me think that it just for every single time we have a good performance, the narrative is always, well, the other team wasn't very good. And Spurs have been average for, for a while. So is, is this in too long? Yeah. Is this improvement from Tottenham? Yeah. Right? Is, it, yeah. is this improvement? Because I was, yeah. listening, to, I was listening to TalkSport and... Um, and Danny, Danny Murphy and Simon Jordan were saying, well, yeah, you expect improvement when you hire Antonio Conte. Yeah, you do. But then when it happens, don't shit on it. Like, he's doing his job, well, right? The, what's the narrative been? It's the players. You know, Mourinho came in, kind of sort of hinted, I can't do much with these guys. Then the narrative is our supporters saying, it's the players, they're shit. We can't, you can't get anything out of them. But go back to Eric Dyer. Okay, maybe Conte has minimised the potential for him to make mistakes, but surely that in itself is what football's about. Yeah. You punish the opposition team when they make mistakes because they're not as good as you. They're not as well drilled, organised. They haven't got the astuteness, the positioning, the rest of it. So yeah, Conte's going to come in. He's going to look at the players. Now, if the players are truly shit, we ain't getting results. We ain't getting performances like the one we've just had. But they're not. They've got, they've got capabilities. Maybe they don't have the capacity to reach elite levels that Conte might have had at other clubs. But, I mean, come on. The reaction to it in a short space of time with COVID, with Nuno and the international breaks at the start of the season, everything that's happened this season has been one obstacle after the other, after the other, after the other. But Conte hasn't taken him much, much time to just get them organised and, and, and slowly... We've gone from looking like a team consciously thinking about what should I be doing? Like looking at looking at content, going, should, should I stand here or here? What am I doing? Whereas now they're actually playing, knowing what they're doing, and it's instinctive. There's no stopping to think about anything. Got the ball turned, pass. That's an improvement, man. And to oh, do yeah, it against absolutely. Liverpool, regardless of, of any narrative you want to make up or listen to on the radio, that was a, that was a good performance. Fuck them. What I want to um, say sure. is as well, just to um, what Spooky said uh, earlier after um, celebrating the Kane goal. When I was getting, you know, Tottenham Liverpool, it's a big match anyway. Um, it was, you know, uh, under the lights at Wild Lane, there was a buzz. When I got there, there was, um, you know, there's a few empty seats, which I was kind of, um, I, I was expecting because a lot of people would be nervous about. Um, mm going to the game and catching Rona and, you know, being out of Christmas and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the people that were there, like, you know, they were they were just going to be there regardless, you know. Um, and it was just, and also the nervousness as well around, uh, around with everyone really about catching Corona and, uh, and everything else. And we haven't played for a couple of weeks and then the tension was there. But when you got in there, and then the lights, like you know, dimmed, and the players came out, 
and the, and then the crowd started getting going. You were like, everyone was fucking pumped, man. Yeah, and massively. It was, it was kind of like going back and forth, like a, a couple of big clubs just knocking lumps out of each other. And the atmosphere was tantalizing. And then you could, it was just like you could taste a goal in the air. It was, it was coming. And then when that Kane goal went in, cool. oh, mate, that feeling was fucking electric. So good. And then between the first half and the second half, and, uh, you know, Delhi's uh, chance, Sonny's chance, came like we were just like peppering their goals. It was just like, it was like you just could feel another goal was was just round the corner and the whole crowd just kind of just swallowed it all up. And you know when you leave a game, right, and sometimes you're like, fuck's sake, man, why have I paid all that money, like travelling down to London, this, that and the other, and all on food and just fucking for those players to turn up that. When I came away from that, I was like, just this is why I've paid my money because it was such... Uh, blockbuster entertainment and just it was just beautiful just seeing spurs have a go at someone again one of like yeah. the, the bigger clubs and thinking come on then let's fucking have it rick let's have it. Son. that was it that was it that was exactly it is it that i i came away from that game thinking that's we, we've got we've got something to hold on to here we've got we, the, like I enjoyed watching Spurs play, and 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 based on that performance, I I, I want to see us play again. It's been so long, where I've just felt like there's an, there's a Spurs game coming, and we have to endure it because we know the kind of football we're going to play. And I went into that game expectant. I did. I I didn't think that I I, I didn't think that we were going to get done. I I thought that we had a good chance of winning. And that wasn't a... <clears throat> I wasn't saying that I wasn't expected to see the performance that we did and create as many chances as we did. It wasn't that. It was... It was. I just thought that with Conte, with this system, and he's had time because we've had so many games out to at least talk to the squad, even if it isn't train them. And clearly something's gone on over the last two weeks because the system was completely designed to nullify uh, Liverpool. But I came away from it thinking, that was good. That was good. And it's been a long time, you know, after... It's certainly a, a game that we've drawn. A long time where I've come away from a game thinking, that was good. Like It's two years almost to the day when Jan Vertonghen scored that he- last-minute headed winner against Wolves away at, at Molyneux. And we won that game and you walked away from it going, we won. And it was great to win, but it, it wasn't... That's not significant. This performance felt significant, and I think, I think Conte's given that to us. Like the reaction on Twitter after this game, it was like we won. I don't know if you you felt the same. It felt it felt like we'd won won the game, and it was frustration o- overall that mm. not at our performance and not at what Tottenham are currently. It was a frustration of, or well, that we if our our forwards if Harry Kane was on fire, he would have had. He could have had three or four yesterday. You, you want to feel something from football. It's, mm. it's that simple. You want, and sometimes you do go to games and you know, okay, we've got a new manager in. We're going to have to suffer a little bit, and you can you can like um, tune into the right frequency to just deal with that. And you keep going because you want to see your mates have a drink, and you just hope to see something unexpected. Whereas now Spurs are kind of set, very kind of low level benchmark. Or, or, or at least just maybe just 
moved on to the next step in terms of their progression. They've kind of said, well, this is what we can do. This is what we can do with a, with a squad that probably needs two or three more quality players added to it. This is what we can do with a squad uh, that had a couple of players who are meant to be sold or loaned out in, in January. Put in performances that make you think, fuck, maybe not. Maybe maybe these are squad players now. It's one game, I know, and they've got to be doing it. But it isn't just one game, out, is but... it? It, it, it? Since since Conte's taken over, he's had five league games. He's won three and drawn yeah, two. Yeah, I just... I just meant in individual players. I mean, I mean, there's there's always this discussion amongst the the nerds um, that Deli Ali's actually been been playing quite well in his performances. He's been That's getting into true. the positions. The balls haven't landed at his feet because we haven't had the midfield to play those balls in. But you saw what he did yesterday. The amount of times he got into positions where you thought he's going to hurt the opposition, and maybe it's a bit of rust, a bit of confidence, whatever. Um, I think one or two were guilty of that yesterday. To be fair. Um, it now looks like it's, it's, there's the dots are being connected. Do you know what I mean? It looks like there's purpose. And yeah. that, going to what Ricky's saying, we felt that in the stadium. I'm sure everyone watching it at home as well. You started to believe that, hold on a minute, that this is, there's, there's more to just patterns of play here. There's actually a bit of that, that dare I say, passion and desire and, and, and energy to get in amongst it. And, win the and, ta- back. and tactical acumen as well. Hmm. Yeah, there was. We, the, we, yeah, go ta- on. Go on. Ta- well, tactically, we got it completely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and this is a midfield Ricky with uh, who who hasn't played together this season. Like, well, I, I think every every one of us has, uh, you know, when we saw the lineup and we saw hmm. a midfield of Winks and Dombele and Deli Ali, we feared the worst. Like, there there were people in WhatsApp groups that I, I belong to going. What is that lineup? And 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 the way I was, I got frustrated by reading it because just let Conte do what he wants to do. But my sort of instinct was to say, well, COVID has influenced this, and it was really satisfying after the final whistle went that we played a completely different midfield than we have been playing in the first four games under Conte which was Skip, Hoybier and uh, Regbion and, and Royale when we had the ball. But in this one, we had the, a completely different midfield. And Barring and Dombele, I think the other two had sort of very good games. Um, yeah. And Dombele, you know, needs to give be given credit because he set the goal up and, uh, you know, but I, I felt like that, that he wasn't at the top of his game yesterday, but he did enough and, and we, we were absolutely fine and a lot of a lot of talk has been made out about Liverpool's midfield being decimated fundamentally the way Conte's been playing that our midfield was decimated we had a completely different sort of situation um I'm know. probably being a little bit biased but do you know what I mean it's uh, what, what, what no yeah, not what, at all man we we've been starting with uh Skip Hoybier uh Mora like it's we're exactly the same as uh, as in the changes that we had in comparison to, to what they have. And yeah, they've been playing great football um, and those players are important to them. Just like our, our players are important to, to ours and, and the way we've been playing football. So yeah, I, I, I can, I, I can understand the point, but it's exactly, it's exactly the same as ours really. And I'll just go back to the Delhi bit and what you were saying about um, when the teams were read out, 
Like, you know, in WhatsApp groups or on Twitter or on wherever, there's little bits of information that the lads have been training and Winks and uh, and Dembele have been paired together and stuff like that. See, I kind of had, like, that inkling that, yeah, they were going to play together. And then I saw Delhi's name and I was like, gee! I was like, fuck! Like, I was not expecting that. And then I was like, shit, man. I don't really know how I feel. We're playing against Liverpool. And personally, in my eyes... Uh, they are probably the best team in Europe at the moment. Um, They're more Man City, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so coming up against them, when you when you've got uh, a, a player like Delhi who has come in in bit parts in, in you know in the Conference League and and Dombele, uh Winks as well. You know they they haven't covered themselves in glory. Uh, we'll put it that way. So I, yeah, I was a bit apprehensive, but again, like you're saying, uh, the lads haven't been playing for you know, two weeks, Conte's had time with them and he's drilled in what exactly you, he wants done. So I'm kind of like, okay, and, and we're at home and we're pumped for this. So what do you make of Deli Ali's performance overall? Uh, overall, I thought it was great, really. Um, yeah, it's good I, I to think see. Like, where he was driving down on, uh, on, on his side, like the left side, there was a couple of times he, he was like receiving the ball and wanting to receive the ball. And he looked like he was pinned pinned in, like the uh, Liverpool players were just swarming him. And I was like, oh, fuck, man, he's going to lose it. And just uh, his technical ability, his twinkle, mm. so he just got himself out of there, spinning out, and like, and he just walked away with the ball and was just driving at the defender. So I was like, come on, son! Uh, so <laughs> and, and, it was and... one of those things where I was just like, that, that proper uh, gave me a bit of a buzz to see him... Um, Acting the way that that uh, playing the way that that he used to, and there was a part as well where um he was chasing the ball back and he was going from pillar to post with the Liverpool players and he didn't get the ball but he just shoved this Liverpool player to the ground. I can't remember who it was and he gave away a free kick, but it it was that that dogged Spite. kind of yeah just going after it and just be just being up for it. And I was like, Do you know what? In the other games, I hadn't really seen that from him. But against uh, Liverpool, you know, he he put everything into it. So I was well pleased for him personally. And having having the South stand with everyone singing his singing his name as well was just like it was yeah. just a beautiful moment because that's when you then realise all the shit online doesn't mean anything in the stadium, you know, in front of the home supporters or, or away supporters wherever the match is. When you get that kind of support, because everyone realised. He's giving it a hundred percent, and he's doing. He's actually playing well. It's not just like Stefan Freund energy. He's actually doing things that that you can respect, and you can see that he's he's putting it in in effort, and he's potentially getting into positions where he can punish the opposition. And he deserved to have his name sung out like like quite. It's quite an emotional little moment there. Yeah, it was. I, yeah, I found yeah. Anyway, I thought you know what this is. This is beautiful. I know we've been here before, and and you kind of hope, but. We've not had Conte before. The last couple of years have been a mess. And now we've got a manager that that might have decided already that, that Delhi and one or two others aren't up to the standard that he needs. Don't know. But in the moment, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about the, the, the fact that the guy put in a great performance and probably should have scored, you know, and assisted a couple definitely. of times as well. 100%. So He should just... have definitely buried, but yeah. I don't, I don't want to... I, when when a player's done really well and he has done really well from a a, a position of low expectation, um, it's probably best not to focus on the moment where you know where he he yeah, hit the agreed. ball. Agreed. 
know, and Alison made I a great save. I don't think people but... are, though, Flav. I, I, no, think, no, no, I not... think most most normal I, people, I, normal sports I'm, fans are. I'm convincing myself not to. But uh, <laughs> in t- you talked about moments then, right? Um, when we went 1-0 up, I think it was on 13 minutes, and I celebrated and it was, felt so good. It felt really good. Um, but... Was you with your old man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was with dad, yeah. It was it was wicked. It was wicked because it was one of the first games we watched together for a while. Um, <clears throat> but um, uh, uh, Conte's uh, um, his celebration, Conte's celebration was like he exploded, and in my head I was like, "Yeah, right. We've scored. We've scored early, and it's it's only thirty minutes gone. There's a long way to go. We are playing Liverpool." And I was thinking, not that I took anything away from Conte's celebration. Like I, I enjoyed it, but in my head, I was thinking we are a long, long, long way from winning this game. But his celebration, how passionate he was, and how important he thought that goal was, gave me confidence that he knew what he was doing. And of course, I know Conte. I, everyone knows that Conte can do this job, and he's good enough to do this job and he knows exactly what's going on but the fact he celebrated that goal and knew that it was significant in the way that as a Spurs fan I've over the years known that scoring a goal in the first 15 minutes against Liverpool doesn't really influence the game at all and we'll inevitably lose this this is what's happened in my psyche based on watching Spurs for, for many years but he hasn't had that and I wonder if I hope that actually I I probably know that he's going to bring an energy to and he has already brought an energy to this team and this squad and and the uh, the way the fabric of Tottenham Hotspur and what we understand to, uh, Tottenham Hotspur to be he's just thrown all that out the window and just going yeah that means we're on we are significantly advantaged here we have an advantage here and it was just I I I I just I took a lot of comfort from him expressing such joy because it meant that he's that he saw how this game might potentially pan out to be and it meant that that, that Liverpool had to come out even further and we we just done them over and over again um Rick what what did you make of the amount of chances we were missing in the stadium what was it like when we would just had we had really good chances and they just weren't going in. Was you thinking... It was a fucking oh, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare because like, on, the, on the south stand, like, I'm just uh, like perched up in my little rail seat and just waiting, just gripping it like I'm on a roller coaster ride. Like, just It's going to go any fucking minute. And that deli chance... Like when he hit that ball, just waiting for the, just waiting for the net to bulge. And I was yeah. like, yeah! Like my brain couldn't compute what had happened. Like, like it was like someone had taken the ball away. I was like, "Where, where, what the fuck's going on? Like, why aren't we, why aren't we jumping on each other?" And uh, I thought, it, and then I saw the ref blow for a corner. I was like, "What? Like, there's no one around him. Like, did it take a deflection? I don't get it. I don't understand what's happened." But having watched that back, uh, Allison gets like the you know mildest of fingertips just yeah. gets it round it, and I was like. Fuck. But all the other times as well, there there was a, um, I think there was a, there was a ball bouncing around in the second half, I think, and then uh, Kane like flicked it just over, 
because you're far away, those things, those chances look like they're they're just going in. And you get that feeling when you're at a game when you get so many chances and you're not uh, converting them that either like it's not going to be your day or a team like Liverpool will get that one chance and they'll bury it. And then they're, all their little fans will be fucking giving it in the corner. So it was, it was like I said, like such an entertaining game. And it was like a, it was like being on a roller coaster and just seeing all those chances that were coming in. So it was just, yeah, it was mad. It was mad. And, and the thing is as well, like you're going back to um, Conte celebrating. I didn't see it at the time. Um, but maybe it's kind of like in his mind, and especially when Kane uh, ran off to the corner, it's Conte's like it's he was celebrating so much because it was Kane who scored, uh, and the way that it was set up, it wasn't just kind of like a tap in penalty or a deflection. It was like Tangy put the ball in through, and Kane read read the situation and rolled it past Allison. Like fucking great goal, and it's that click. He knows that Kane is gonna have that confidence now. He's going to be looking for that. And Tangy is going to be looking for those passes. And it's like, not like they haven't been, but it hasn't clicked like it just did then. And it's that celebration as to say, look, now you're in front of the home fans. You can hear how fucking loud it is. They're going to be drinking that in. And they're just going to be wanting to get that drug over and over again. Just fucking go for it. So... I fucking I was hooked on it. <laughs> did you walk did you walk away from the game looking forward to West Ham in the League Cup in a few days? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Same. Same. Totally. I wasn't I, I when we when we drew them and I, I, the way that we have been playing and uh, there's been some, you know, positives, also been some negatives. There's been a bit of midley in there as well and when we drew West Ham and the way they've been playing and they've had our number, unfortunately, over the last few matches, I was like, oh, fucking hell, man. This is bullshit. Um, I, I would have rather someone else. But I'll take it where I am and we can we can take them. After that game, I was like, mate, we're going to fucking smash them I, up, we, we could be playing Arsenal on Wednesday <laughs> and I'd, I'd feel confident right now. I haven't had that feeling in so long, man. That's what he, I was talking about earlier, just Rick. He's waiting... Just... Anyone that gets invited to the lane, it's like, fucking come on then, boy. Let's have ya. Yeah, what you got about ya? Yeah, what you got about ya? Yeah, it's like like the bloke who's been giving it the big one all night, chatting up the fittest bird, gets back and he's got a two-inch. Like, what? (laughs) Is that it? Is that it? You come to to my bedroom and you've got a two-inch. Nah, nah. All that chat, all that chitter-chatter in my ear. All the shit we've been hearing about how good West Ham are, how good... Liverpool are and Arsenal are currently fourth and but God, we are there we're there we're just on the we're just sitting like a like a tiger in the bush <laughs> and we're waiting <laughs> and and there are some fucking prairie dogs that's what I'm pretty sure they're called they're little things that go like that the, the there's there's some there, there's some rodents are getting they're gonna get fucked up by the tiger. Tiger needs to eat, and Tottenham are hungry. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it feels good. It feels really good. It's and 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 it, everything is down to Antonio Conte. Every, all of it is down to him, and it just feels like we've got a structure at Tottenham at the moment. And this isn't just about us drawing against Liverpool and putting in a good performance. It feels like there's an actual structure at Tottenham that things 
could be happening. Like something special could be could be happening. And all it takes is we've got the manager, we've got some of the players. It just takes the club to invest and be bold in the transfer market. And we could be looking at a team next year or the year after if Conte stays. And I don't buy into this idea, and I hope it's not true, that Conte stays for 18 months if it doesn't work out next season that he he fucked off. He fucks off once his job's done. So if he gets the job done and we win the league next year, which is mad to say because Nuno Espiro Santo was our manager also this year. If he gets the job done and he fucks off, that's fine. But we we are in a situation where Daniel Levy has to back him and has to buy players with Paratici, has to buy players that make that improves us. And if we can put that performance against Liverpool and and win three out of Conte's first five games at uh, in the Premier League and draw two, you know, Liverpool and Everton away, which you know, we've seen what Everton have done at times this season, then who knows what could happen? Like, it's it's exciting. It really, really, really is. Um, are you, uh, how excited are you guys? Are you, are you, like, really optimistic now? Are you... Are you thinking that we could do something, or is this? Are you? Are you I, t- I kind on. of promised myself after Mourinho that I would not go. Like, this is different. No, he's in his pump. Sorry, you, answer. Uh, sorry. You uh, yeah, just have your fucking red wine. Um, so <laughs> red, red. So under wine. under Mourinho, it was like we kind of bought into what he was selling, right? And we and obviously a fucking dodgy salesman. Um, pyramid schemes and, and and the rest of it, and it, and and you kind of fall flat on your face because you you want to believe all the time, right? You want to you want to think good things because if you don't, then you're what are you doing? If there's no hope, there's no there's no point. You want to feel alive when you're supporting your football team. Conte comes in, and you can't you can't deny his history. You can't de- deny what he's done and the fact that he feels like. The most robust, um, tangible modern-day manager out there, the best manager that we could have brought in, and we've actually brought him in. So, off the back of that, if you can't be positive or ambitious as a football club and as a supporter, when can you be? Yeah, not, not with not with like fucking Nuno, bless him, nice guy, but um, I'm glad he's gone because all I got at Tottenham when I when when, when I went coming out of my seat and going in, in, into the conquest, coming back was, hey, uh, no, no, I thought you were on the dugout, mate. What are you doing in the stands? <laughs> you like did. Yeah. Like, you do I've look a little a bit like him, to be fair. <laughs> oh, it's the beard. It's the beard. And, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's sort of borderline racist, actually. For it is, you, but, it is. But, but anyway, well, I would agree with that, it all, though. <laughs> regardless of that, man, you can't, you can't look at Conte and not, and not kind of wear your heart on your sleeve again. And the way he celebrates, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 he loves he loves like fucking football. He loves football immensely. But it's that kind of energy that you 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 need. I mean, not every manager is that kind of enthusiastic, but it gets everyone pumped up. And and, and the the players obviously respect him, and they see that type of energy. And he's got the little potch thing going on. You know, with Poch, it's like puts his arms around players. He yeah. does that. He just Conte's different level because he slaps people. Do you know what I mean? Or he like, bear hugs them and crushes their fucking ribs. 
You know, it's, you know what really pissed me off yesterday? Not like Klopp is a cretin, right? Oh, and he's, prick, he's an in- yeah. incredible coach, right? He's he's pro- I, I think he probably is the best coach in the world. I think he, yeah. he's he's superb, yeah. like un- unreal. And I'm not taking anything away from him when I say this. Still a prick. He is an arsehole. He's absolute arsehole. Like he, he, it wasn't even him, him complaining about the Kane. And I want to get your idea, get your opinion, guys, on the um, on uh, Kane's challenge and Robertson's challenge and what that might have been like in the stadium. But and obviously, Klopp's reaction to those was significant. And he, a part of being a winning manager, he's influencing the narrative around your football club. And he's done it brilliantly. He listened to fucking, oh God, Gary Neville and Martin Tyler are unbearable to listen to. They are a pair of fucking dickheads. But um, Klopp, the the thing that wind, wind, wound me up the most about Klopp yesterday was he kept rubbing Conte on the top of his head like he was his little brother. I saw um, that. Did you? Did you? Yeah, did you notice? Because no, no, when, when I got back, when I got back and watched the highlights, I noticed that. Like he, is, he, is he subtly digging at the guy because he's not got his own no, he, natural he, hair? It's a power move. It's no, no. It's a power move. It's a power move. He's saying patronising as fuck. Of course, of course. And 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 you're not only are you rubbing the head of a manager who's won uh, league titles in Italy and England uh, and Italy with two clubs, but you're also rubbing the head of a man who you couldn't lace his boots. In, in in a playing in a playing sense, like no one knew who the fuck you were before you started uh, managing Borussia Dortmund, and I know you had a uh, success at Mainz before then, but before you managed Borussia Dortmund, you were a fucking gammy toothed geek who loves uh, who, who loves football. You know, you know people who really understand tactics in football are dorks. Right, so you're a dork. Conte did it on the pitch. He did it. He was an animal. And you're rubbing his head. Like, fuck you. Like, he's a great manager. He's he's a fucking great manager. But he is detestable. He is horrible. To, to, uh, and, the, the, and the, there's this bullshit about him being, um, you know, he's being like a... He, he, he presents himself as a sort of affable and a friendly kind of guy. He's not. The minute the tables turn on the pitch, he turns into a fucking cunt. And um, I just wanted to get your your opinions on him, really. Rick, what, what's your opinion on, on on Klopp? Is it as... Um, you know, no, exactly it, the same it, as you, mate. Exactly, oh, same, the, same exactly, the, same, exactly. Yeah, exactly the same. Uh, he is... Um, yeah, like you're saying, I said, I'm never going to take anything away from him uh, as uh, a football coach. I, I, I think he is amazing and he's done amazing at Dortmund and Liverpool just I don't really know yourself. About his his yourself. record at Mainz but um yeah like you said I mean like as soon as um things don't go his way then he he gets like proper nasty about it but um you know Mourinho Pep other they're managers, all like, they're, they're all like that and there's a reason why they're kind of like at the top of their game and uh, and they are where they are so fuck him, fuck him anyway. All right, I, fair enough. And I did love the fact that I mean, like when I was uh, after the game, I was reading like loads of um, saltiness quotes from him and shit like that. And I did. I I think I read one. Um, I read one on Twitter, 
and whatever I read on Twitter, it's gospel, it's real, it happens. 100% uh, true. Doesn't matter. All of it. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, was saying something about Tottenham playing three five two, yeah. And, and we moved yeah. the ball as quickly as we could to Kane. Mm. No, so no, many... no. He he said he's just to, to get this right. Uh, Spurs kicked the ball as far as they could. Mm. That was our tactics, apparently, according to patronising yeah. prick. Kick like, the ball like as far. Trying to say long ball football, or you don't want to play through us because you haven't got the bollocks to play through us. So you're going to cheat by tactically outsmarting us. But it's unfair that you're doing that because it shouldn't be played like that. You should you should play football in the way that allows us to then score against you. I mean, it's bullshit. And I think he's so petulant. He's so petulant. Just you did, can't um... allow us. You can't just say, "Fair enough, we got we got you know Spurs set up really well." He can't say yeah, that. Just got to make it sound like, "How dare they conniving, clever kick, little Spurs try and kick kick the ball as far as we could." That that was what he said. I, think they, I know it's unbelievable, and I think they actually registered more long balls than us. I saw that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, we had we had them uh, on XG as well, mate. <laughs> we smashed we them all that. over the gaff. Yeah, they're fucking dead. Um, they, 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 they there was a geezer, uh, Stephen McInerney, who he's like, um, he he does Manchester City content, and obviously, Man City fans have a vested interest in you know, Liverpool's demise or their their poor performances. But he said, after I, I, I tweeted about it, them, you know, just digging out Klopp for saying what he said, he said that it's, it's, there's an irony here that Klopp has, Klopp's formation and, and the way, way he plays football, pumping long balls at Mane and Sane, at Salah and allowing them to run in, run in behind has been a staple tactic of Jurgen Klopp's. I just wanted to... St- the other thing I heard about him that really irritated me was that when there was a, a team manager's meeting when Nuno was in charge, I don't know what it was about. You know they have them, the Premier League, the captains and and uh, and the managers, they, they, they come together to discuss. They had one today at one o'clock and talking about COVID and what we should do going forward through the festive period. And as, as it turned out... Um, it seems like every club wants to just fulfil the fixtures regardless of what happens to their their squads. But Klopp tries to lead these meetings. And as a psychopath, and every every manager, uh, and there's no doubt that Conte is a psychopath as well. They're all mad to want to be in this position, want to do this job. Because the pressure is insane. And the reward can't outweigh the day-to-day just mindfuck of having to manage every single ego in 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 a, in a football club, you can't. So, you know, it, it, I, 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 I've got no issue with Klopp being a psychopath, but it irritates me that he's the guy going right. Everybody, this is what's going to happen. Just fuck off. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> just shut up. Put your fucking snood over your fucking nose. Be quiet. <laughs> oh God, I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's talk about the um, let's talk about the the sending offs um, inside the stadium. What did you make of Kane's challenge? And just as a caveat to that, before you start, when I saw it on the TV, it looked like a sending off almost instantly. I was surprised that, that it was a yellow. What what did you make of it? Inside? Yeah, I mean, my my angle is like, you know, it's too low down to to, to be able to judge that. The reaction. But what, what did you think? Though? What did you think? The reaction was that it was a good tackle. Oh really? 
because because of the re- reaction of the of, it of the crowd it good, pulling it back. So it, it was wasn't until the person next to me pulled out a phone and, and showed me a, 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 a probably off the Sky app. I was like, "Fuck, wow! Why did that not go to VAR?" So that was a discussion in in where I was. Like, it did. It did. How did we get VAR. away with that? Hey, it did go to VAR. I did. Yeah, yeah, it did. They looked at it and they said that he doesn't. Uh, the referee. Oh it yeah, cl- so it is... wasn't a clear and obvious error. No, so... I, I think it's gymnastics, like in terms of um, the, the 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 words in the rule, and also the fact that he jumped out the way. So it's almost like you got to break the guy's bones to. Well, this is what I was saying to, to my dad: is that if his foot was planted, messy, really. if his foot was planted and yeah, came. It would have been. It probably would have been a broken ankle. Yeah, 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 and and and, and a red card and, and all the fucking shit that comes with that as well. I, you know, I, I thought. Captain. I thought it should have been a red. I really did. I, I, I was like ecstatically it wasn't, and we got away with it. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, Dad, that. That's... I, I I think just just on that right, and I know it doesn't matter. There's no when you're comparing one incident with the other, which I'm sure we're going to do in a minute because there was another incident in the game. Oh, you can't. First of all, they're all separate incidents. But just in terms of history, how many times has this happened against us? How many times have we had decisions? And I know every club can bang on about karma and and and, and you know uh, righting wrongs and the rest of it. But it's just one of those things. We got lucky, and I accept that more so because it was against Liverpool. More so because you know the sort of reaction is going to be them banging on about England captain getting away with it. He's protected. Love All this it. bullshit. Which doesn't yeah. make sense because everyone's against. Generally, everybody is against Harry Kane. Almost know. like they're now they couldn't get Even... to Man City, so they're now quite bitter about that. So it's all about Kane isn't scoring, he's not this, he's not doing that. Should he have been sent off? Let's look at that incident and focus on that incident. Not give a fuck about everything else. Rick, what did you make of Robertson's challenge? Because as soon as I saw that, uh, so just to, to, to give context, uh, he he smashed through. Who was it? Emerson Royal? Yeah, he was right in front yeah. of me. That that yeah, so went he, mental. He went he went straight through him and um oh, again when I was watching it I was like that's red. Like what what when he pulled the yellow card out, I was like, That's fucking ridiculous. And then as soon as VAR picked it up, I knew that he was going because it was a horrendous challenge. And the difference between the two would be that Kane might have been out of control, but he was trying to win the ball. He wasn't trying to hurt someone. Robertson was literally trying to hurt someone. What 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 did you make of that situation? So, uh, like, go back to the first one about uh, with uh, what Spooky said in the stadium, where Kane uh, made the tackle, and I think where he slid through, and it hit Robertson, and then it hit Kane again. I think it hit his arm. So then the ball went. It was such a quick motion that the ball went in the same trajectory as Kane was was moving. I think so. It looked like Kane had won the ball. Um, and I was like, great tackle, great tackle, like clapping along. And then like Spook said, someone exactly round near me as well showed me an image of where Kane's foot was. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that, that is, <laughs> that's a sending off. Uh, and then like after you see that and like, you know nothing's going to happen, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yay! laughs> <laughs> And no then, one, uh, want, no, no one wants fairness. You just want everything to go in your own, your own direction. Exactly. Eh? I and loved mate, it. 
like, and, uh, with uh, Robertson as well, like, I mean, you could see, like, uh, it was Royale, wasn't it? That um, he'd like just taken his legs completely, like, he'd like almost done a somersault, he just it smashed was... him that much. You can't do that. The ball, the ball, he didn't even like, he was like, the ball was so close to Robinson and he didn't get anywhere near it. He, or, or, he, so he was, so I, I think what had happened is because uh, when, when it was just shortly after. Robinson had um, headed the ball in. It was it wasn't that long, and Robinson had a shiner on his cheek because Emerson Royale had connected with his face as he headed the ball in for their second goal. And yeah. I think that he, there may have been a little bit of that him being irritated. And then he, but, but just before he'd done that challenge on on Royale, he'd lost the ball, literally seconds mm. before, and his head just went. Mm. But for they can't they can't be a fan out there Liverpool or, or otherwise that doesn't think that that was a sending off. It was you can't assault someone. You can't do that. Like if it is effectively the same as punching him in the face. It's just that he uses his legs. This is what I'm I meant about you can't compare two separate incidents. You can't, I mean you can in terms of consistency. You can argue. Why was that reviewed and it wasn't? And why was this reviewed? But the thing is, there's still two separate things. One's a little bit more ambiguous and and, and there's been, you know, you could say it's, there's been perverse uh, translation of the rules. But it's not clear-cut, clear-cut. He is in slow-mo. The other one was thuggery. I mean, he took him out and, and, you, and you nailed it. It's because he was frustrated as fuck. You lose your head, mate. You fucking, you lose your chance to finish the game. You get your no, early bath. Deal no, with it. News today came through that we've been chucked out of the Europa Conference League. Like, that's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. I know there's Spurs fans out there, and we talked about it previously on the last podcast about them wanting to win something. We want, obviously, we want to win something. Merry Christmas. You have to win something that means something, and that tournament meant nothing. Yeah. It is a good thing that we're not in it. We don't have to, because Conte can't not take it seriously if he's forced to be in it. You have, if you're in the competition, you've got to, take it seriously to some degree because questions are going to be asked about how you manage your club and how you manage players now all of those conversations are, are gone we don't have to play in Europe anymore all we have to do is play domestic football yeah we're, we're essentially in the same position as Arsenal the same position that Chelsea were when they had a, a really good season I think didn't they they win the league or win the Champions League yeah. when they had no European football yeah won the league so, they won the league, right? So I think they so, won the league, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, wh- whatever. They they definitely had a good season. We don't have to deal with it anymore. It's a good thing. It's not it's not a conversation. When I was I was um, in my car and I was listening to to the radio and they, and they said that we've been dumped out of it. It was the right. It, it's not a problem. It should that competi- competition shouldn't exist. Or if it does, it should be given to a team ha- who has the best disciplinary record. Or something like that. It's not about finishing seventh. Like if that if that competition continues to exist, no one will want to finish seventh. You'd rather lose and finish eighth because it the next season becomes so much easier. No one wants to be a part of it. It's a good thing that we're not being a part of it. And just fuck it off forever. Do you guys have any, have any other? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a chore. It's it it is basically you're having to manage your squad to make sure they're fit enough for the next game, which is a league game, which is more important. So you're using fringe players and, and, and rotating. And all this stuff about, well, you should still be able to put in an effort against farmers. 
Well, no, because the farmers are playing you in their biggest game in their history. Yeah. So it then becomes an occasion for them. And then you're, you're, it's just, it, you, you, I mean, I think you said it. You want to win something that's, that means something, right? And what, how does something mean something? The journey you take to get to the final, Champions League season. Look at the journey that got us to the final. We didn't win it, but the journey made it epic. It just made it just the the most incredible misadventure that we have ever been on. And we didn't get that that kind of fairy tale ending. Fair enough. But FA Cup or or the old school European competition, Cup, Cup Winners Cup, you know, any of that kind of knockout thing, they want to do something with this competition. This is a competition where if you're a failure in the Europa League, you drop down. Yeah. Like in that instance, as a punishment. It's, it's, yeah, it, what, well, what are we even doing with this competition? I mean, we, Spook, if you think the best, the best teams in, in that competition are PSV, Roma. Are Roma still in it? I'm not sure if they are. Like yeah, Roma, no, they yeah, are. I think they are, they are yeah. They are. Th- those are the best teams. Like Roma would be... Roma and PSV would be a team that you'd be sort of concerned about if you had to play them in the Europa League group stages. Yeah. But if you got if you got PSV or Roma in the semi-finals of the Europa League, you'd be thinking we're going to do them. But yes. they they are the the elite sides in this in this competition. It's it's shit. Like it, yeah, we need we absolute garbage. I've always been that uh, fan that wherever when Spurs are playing in Europe, got to stay in Europe for as long as we can. And I was never a fan of when we you know qualified in the for Europa League or. I would hat you away for cup and people would be like, oh, no, nah, like, we're not going to win it because X, Y, Z. And just go out now so we can save travelling around and concentrate on the FA Cup and stuff like that. I was always just, nah, play the, play the, uh, like, start an 11 um, and always go out to win the UEFA Cup. But in this, in the Conference League, like, even if we did win it, like, what, I, I just don't understand what benefit. Yeah, we win it, okay, so we've won a trophy. But literally, no one would take it seriously, and would get more of a battering of winning it than anything else. Yeah, Travelling to fucking the arse is, in the Europe, like it's what, the peace yeah. cup level. It is, yeah, it's exactly. on the same level as the peace cup. It doesn't. It is. It's a redundant idea. I don't even know why. I don't know if if UEFA are trying to implement um, three tiers of Super League formats. Like they're, they're trying to because what what fundamentally what are you doing for this competition? You win it, this glorified vase, and you qualify for the Europa League. But you, but we're a club that want to be qualifying for the top they, four in the Champions they don't League. Really want to be in the Europa League, really? Like, it's... No, exactly. They're all they're all like <laughs> in, uh, when in Jose Mourinho's first part of his season. You know when when we drew against Palace, and. Um, we we qualify for the for the Europa League and and Jose Mourinho and his staff was we, you know they were celebrating. You're like, what are you celebrating here? Like, you, oh, celebrating... that was for Amazon. That was for Amazon, though. Yeah, probably, probably, probably. Yeah. But should we do some questions, boys? Yeah. Uh, Jayant Singh Chahwan. He says, after seeing that performance, would you sell Dali Ali for twenty five million and Winks for twenty twenty million? What? What do you think their values are, boys? What what what's if if we were looking to sell Deli Ali in in the summer, how much do you think we could get for him, Rick? Um, that's an interesting question. Would I you, don't know because like, do you remember like there was, so, where, where, where he was peak 
uh, like it was being talked about at 80. Yeah. Right? And obviously that's he's not peak now, but he is young and he is English. So he still has those uh, little kind of... Uh, Sort of it's that, that, yeah, yeah, that that get that puts a couple of uh, mil on there. <laughs> I would say I Delhi. I would go with thirty five. Whoa, yeah. If we get thirty five huh? million for him. That would be no. a dream. Mate, the thing is though, like you, you sign players now, like thirty thirty mils, like fucking. That's like your that's your, your old fifteen million drop of the hat. Like it's just that's where you're starting, really. Right, like, we we we're never getting twenty thirty five million for him. That, 20, you're 20 million, I, value, what I think his value is, and that is what I think his right, current current value is. He's 25 years old. I, I think, I think it's that. more. I think it's more likely that we will loan him, um, and de- depending on how well he plays, then Levy will look to get that 30 million quid. If you, if you if he's outstanding at a, another club, then and I think Levy is probably still thinking like that. Even though he, we hope he backs Conte in the right way. I think he's also looking at the, the assets that we've got and how do you maximise their value? Will they have to be successful? They have to play games. Are they going to do it at Tottenham? Maybe not. Then loan them. And then off the back of the loan, maybe there's a clause in there for 20, 25 million. Would you, sell, would you to... sell Winks for 20 million? I wouldn't sell either of them because I'm a fucking romantic, man. I just want them to, to, to come good because they're likeable uh, footballers. I know you, you don't win leagues league titles with likeable footballers, you know. Do you know what I mean? We've had some decent players who have been mediocre compared to other clubs that have been successful. But Delhi has done it for us. And we know the benchmark for him. Maybe he will never reach <coughs> it again. But because of his age, I want I want to I want to see what Conte can do if he decides I, to retain him. Same I, with Winks, you know, I mean look at his performance. Winks apparently, Vinny Sandways can't play a forward pass. The fuck did we watch on Sunday against Liverpool? Mate. If you could do that, I mean, you can do that every week if you if if it's the right circumstances in terms of uh, tactics. And, 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 and obviously, the bigger question is mentality. Do these players perform really well in certain games? And that's it. Like genus-type footballers that, that, that are outstanding occasionally. And then they're back to their, their kind of low standard. Because if that's the case, they're both gone. But if there's something in there to re- rejuvenate and reboot both, Winks was an England international at, at one point. Dyer should be back in the England squad. He's better than Maguire. Well, I was going to say, some of the... Uh, some of the, my point. Sorry. Some of the balls, uh, Dyer was oh. uh, fizzing in, and, and, and mm. Winks as well on that left side mm. where Delhi was. Just popping it over that side time and time again. I was like, fuck, man, this is fucking coaching. Man. It's fucking coaching. It is coaching, but it's also like understanding what your players can do. And Alderweireld, yeah. we would expect nothing less from Alderweireld. Eric Dyer, we know can pass. But there were times in that second half where he was just pinging. He was finding the fullbacks or the, the, the wingbacks over and over again. And it wasn't just just hopeful balls and lumping it and hopefully they can get a header on. It was landing at their feet. It was it, it was superb. Really, really superb. And you expect for Merrick Dyer to be able to defend, to put his head on things. And that's the kind of expectation we have of him currently. Like, let's just, just defend. Do what you've been trained to do and why you are a Premier League footballer. But the extra bit is his distribution. And 
so far under Conte, when he's he's that isn't he's <clears throat> it's not been his job previously. He's he's done superbly at it. I think um, we've got a question from uh, Nabid Abbas, and he says Harry Winks, Delhi Ali, and Davies finished or no? So we talked about Harry Winks and Delhi Ali, and we what 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 might happen to them going forward. But Davies had another good game. I know he was at fault for their first goal. Um, He didn't control it well. But again, you'd be worried if Davies got injured because of the balance he brings to that back line, I think. That's mad to say about Ben Davies. uh, Mo Salah, um, we stopped him scoring, didn't we? I think he equaled Vardy's record of 15 games on the trot. Five in the back of the net. Before that game? Um, yeah, so in so back pocket man. But he was a massive, massive part of Salah being ineffectual. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mad! What is going on? What's that? So just if you had to put a figure on Ben Davies, if someone put a bid in, what would you let him go for now, Rick? Uh, Ninety million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you another question: If if someone if Everton put a bid in for Ben Davies of thirty-five million, would you take it? Fuck, that's in that's real. That do you know what that feels like? That could actually happen as well. Like Everton <laughs> come in, actually, that they're a bit, uh, they're uh, financially, they're a bit mangled. No, they can't, they yeah. can't do. Yeah, they're absolutely fucked. But but, uh, but it's something I would definitely entertain. But do you know what? Right. <laughs> but hold on a minute. Hold on, Ricky. Thirty-five million for Ben Davies before Conte t- <laughs> before Conte took over. You wouldn't even have him anywhere near our first team. No, you you wouldn't. But where where things are so well balanced and it's it's playing really, it's in that formation and everything's. You don't want to fuck that up, man. If if it's not broke, don't like don't try and fix it. Yeah, I don't, don't want, want the money. Momentum. Momentum money means nothing. Yeah. Money means nothing. Balance means everything, doesn't it? Exactly. Gentle Ben forever. <laughs> What, does, does anyone know where that come from? That that um, nickname, Gentle Ben. Why uh, why do we call him Gentle Ben? I don't know. Isn't he just quite a nice bloke, like a gentleman? I think there's some sort of pop wasn't culture there, reference to it. I, I thought, like, yeah, well, I thought, wasn't there? A, isn't there something in America with a with a, a bear? Bear. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. We've got a question but for I, Louis. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I think I'm just getting mixed up with the Simpsons. Wasn't there <laughs> no, a, no, no. There's a channel there, there's like, a, used to interview people. <laughs> like know. used to, do, yeah. I've <laughs> got a question from Louis. He says, uh, "Should Wink start above Hoybier in the next few games coming off of that performance?" Yes. Really? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I, right. Only because forward motion. But Skip does he's, the same thing, more, right? I'll, hold on, ahead of who? I might have missed. Hoybier, Hoybier. <clears throat> yeah, I think if Hoybier if if Hoybier starts and he will do, does mm. uh, does Winks play above Skip is probably more. Oh, okay. It's tricky. Can't, yeah, it's one game. It's one game. Yeah, but but you but this is my point. You need these players playing more than one game for us to work out um, how good they are. You know, it's consistency. It, Maybe with the amount of games we've got to play, there'd be a bit of rotation. So if Skiff is playing well in, in one game, Winks plays in another, he plays well, then at least you've got competition. And that just forces both of them to, to knock on Conte's door and, and say, well, you've got to consider me over him. Not, Lee Bishop. You know, kind of metaphorically speaking, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. 
Lee Bishop asked a question, genuine question: Is Hoybier the problem, Rick? Is it's not the what, what, is there a problem? Um, is, is he the problem, Rick? What, what's the answer? Do you guys yeah. rate him? <clears throat> do you I do. guys rate him? Yeah, I, I do. I, I yeah, I, I do rate him. I do think he's got some great leadership qualities. I do think he will. Um, what you call it? Um, he'll, he'll, you know, t- taking one for the team. And I think, I just think his his attacking side lets him down. And I know, like, it, it, you could just be like, right, okay, uh, this is what you're supposed to be doing: defensive midfielder, win the ball, release it quickly. That's all you got to do, mate. Um, but then yesterday we see, like, Winksy play a similar role. But he was, he was like his uh, his forward passing yesterday was fucking great. Yeah. And the, the, his t- attacking intent. But then if you've got two in the middle of Skip and Hoybier and they're both kind of defensive-minded and they both want to sit in front of uh, the back three and they both kind of want to take up those similar positions, but neither of them offer that attacking edge, then one's got to go. And Hoybier although he, he, he scored a couple and he's been in the right areas when we're attacking, I don't know if he has that uh, that killer pass in him to, 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 to play week in, week out. Um, Conte said uh, about Winks' performances, I think it was a good performance, but I didn't have any doubts about this. Harry Winks is working very hard. He impressed me in training sessions <coughs> for his commitment. His will, his desire, I think he's a really good player. When we play in this way with this formation, with a number four in front of the three the central defenders, I think he's very good. Very, very good. Very good. Good performance from him, and Delhi played a good game. It, I mean, look, if he says that, then then there's no discussion really, is there? Yeah, exactly. In, in Conte, we trust. Indeed. Uh, there was another question, but I think we've run on for long enough. Uh, that'll do and uh, Spook thank you very much for joining the Fighting Cop Podcast no, I'm taking man and Ricky thank you. you're a legend uh, no this has been the Fighting Cop Podcast we are on the march this is a positive time to be Spurs once again and it's all down to Antonio Conte come on you Spurs Coys Coys Rick say something Coys 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 <laughs> Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network.